Hi everyone, it's been a minute since I recorded, so forgive me. Um, I've definitely been doing more interviews, but it's been a minute since I did a solo interview. So let's let's back up a little bit. Who am I? I'm Esther. I'm the creator of Never Broke. I am a 25-year-old with a net worth. Actually, I'm not even 25 yet. At the time of this recording, I'm still 24, and my birthday's coming up. Um, this will be, when this is heard by the world, I will be 25. And my net worth is a little bit over $100,000, depending on how the stock market is doing. And I've never made over six figures. Um, I've only been working for about three years in like the professional setting. And I created this platform to talk about money, to share my money experiences, and to help people my age, um, especially black, brown, people of color, people who look like me, obtain wealth. Um, when I first started my career, I would hear conversations from my peers and my colleagues about how their parents helped them and they had stocks and when they turned 18, they were able to receive this assets. And, you know, as an immigrant, child I was like I wish my parents knew these things um and maybe I should expand this to immigrant immigrant parents as well but I, I just was like I felt like I started behind in life so I took a very aggressive approach to my financial life but before we get into this every episode I start with the infamous words Welcome back to the Never Work Podcast. Remember, our mission is to increase financial literacy, provide the tools necessary for financial freedom, and enable people to achieve their life goals. We want people to live a life of abundance. We hope to not only equip you with the proper tools, but empower you to live a fulfilling life. Well, what do, what, what are these? Like, these are words, but these are just... This is my mission statement every time I say the podcast. This is an affirmation to myself, to the world. It's an affirmation for you. Um, hopefully you get to a point where you can recite it as well. But it's really for everyone to know that it's possible. Whatever life, whatever dream, whatever goal you want, it is possible. And sometimes it feels like we're chasing air. We're chasing something that isn't tangible. And the reason I care about finances and money so much isn't because I care about the dollar figure even though I started it earlier on um it's not that I care about the dollar figure it's because I care about the opportunity it allots I care about the ability to make decisions not based on money but based on what we desire what we choose what is our dream lifestyle what does success look like for us and sometimes especially when you grow up in specific backgrounds and you have certain experiences we do things to survive. We do things to get to the next step, right? Their whole notion of paycheck to paycheck, but sometimes it's just day by day. Like, what can I do to make it to the next day? And um, growing up, there were there were trips I wanted to take and things I wanted to do, and I couldn't do them. And I understood, um, and it got to a point where I just stopped asking for things. Like, my desire for, for things... Um, went away and maybe that's why I'm so big on experiences and traveling and, and having new ideas well let's let's take a little bit back this is a interesting episode because I am releasing it going into 25 and I've been doing so much cleaning so much cleansing I've been getting rid of stuff things people I've just been clearing out so much that I've been holding on for 25 years I started therapy I started 
being able to talk about my emotions i started feeling like i just started investing in me right i started making me the focus yes money is important but it's like now that i have the money let me invest in my whole being my whole wellness and not just my financial life but my mental life but my family life but my spiritual life like that is all encompassing and i believe that we our goal is to try to find some type of um i don't want to say balance but some type of equilibrium or um just just among among those things right there's always things juggling and you know our goal in life is to make sure that everything is in line i like that word align alignment um that all areas of our life are in alignment and there are some periods where our life isn't in alignment and that's okay too so this platform is i hold it near and dear to me so let's go back a little bit when i released my very first podcast episode october 20th 2020 um the audio is probably bad i don't think i even go back to listen to that um and i i released it in the height and the uncertainty of a global pandemic we're still kind of in it but now people have more of a We've acclimated to it, right? The the scariness of it isn't as strong. And it's two years later, we're in 2022. And while we're still impacted by COVID-19, right? It started in 2019 and we're in 2022. It's so interesting how the world has changed and things are moving, but we are still... I don't know. I don't know. But as businesses are opening up across the country, um, with mandates being removed, like removed mask mandates or vaccine mandates and all these various things, um, we're moving back into a different era. Uh, we, We were in an era of stillness for a long time, and I think people can be still for so long. So... I feel like this is the proper time to reintroduce myself, to introduce myself to new listeners, to introduce myself to old listeners, because I'm not that same um, 22-year-old that released that first episode. Um, I've grown a lot. I've 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 matured a lot in in such a short period. I've had so much time to reflect and think about how I want this platform to go and what I want to do and a a big reason that I stopped releasing episode is because of fear I let the fear of not being good enough um deter me from releasing episodes I thought that I didn't have a lot of listeners so what was the point of releasing episodes so there was a lot of inconsistency I didn't feel like my voice really mattered Um, This is a very vulnerable episode for me, so bear with me. Um, Yeah, I didn't feel like my voice really mattered, and I felt like I was creating this thing that felt right, but it didn't feel like what I was doing really mattered. It didn't feel like I really had impact or the impact I wanted to, and I think I fell into having a little bit of imposter syndrome because while, while I do have some experiences, I didn't feel like my experiences were enough. While I do understand money, I didn't feel like I understood money enough. And the crazy thing is, 
not one of my episodes has ever reached a hundred episode a hundred plays. Not one. Not one at all. But I was on TikTok listening to stuff and I heard that the average podcast view is about thirty four listeners. Obviously I did a fact check and in the US it's around twenty seven thirty four per episode. And my episodes have way more than that. They sit around the 50 to 90 range. And, you know, I didn't feel like I was really doing anything. Like, you know, I felt like it was my friends and families who always hear me rant about money and money conversation. So I was I was very much discouraged. Um, I didn't really feel like I was qualified. Like, who was I? Who am I to talk about these things? Who am I to talk about money? Who am I to talk about the complexity of money, the psychology of money, how money is integrated within the black culture, within the BIPOC community, being a woman, being all these things. Um, I'm currently studying to get my CFP. I've been studying for this since 2019, Um, studying on and off, if I'm being honest. Um, I started when I first started my job, so maybe like November of 2019. um, And um, the pandemic hit. I should have been done by then, but I was just in a bad place. I wasn't in a place to really sit and retain the information. So something that should have took 18 months or 12 months or nine, I think nine months, actually. Um, I'm, I'm moving on to three years of doing it, but that's okay because I will get it. And even if it takes me another additional year or two more years, I will get it because I want to be the best not only for myself, but for you. If I'm going to educate and help empower my community, I want to make sure I'm giving them relevant information. So pray for me. (laughs) Pray for steadfastness and that I can make it through. And the CFP, if you don't know, is the Certified Financial Planner. And it's a very respected designation in in the financial industry. And it encompasses learning about estate planning, retirement, insurance. It's just everything, the holistic aspect of finance. And I love it. I love learning about it. But sometimes when I'm listening to my professors talk, I'm like, maybe I don't love it. But I realized, and and this is no, no shade, but a lot of them um, just teach in a way that doesn't grasp me, right? Um, I had one educator that was amazing. I wish he could have been the educator for the rest of the course. But, you know, people have different styles. Um, There was one woman who was kind of rude. And she was, like, very nasty about it. Like, her teaching style was very um, direct, but very mean, very cold. Um, but yeah, that doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. They have it and I don't, so I have to do the work to get it. Because when I think about money and I think about finance, I think about so many stories, right? I think about being broke in college. I think about traveling. I think about so many things. And I think money isn't just money. That's why I love to ask people about their money story, about their money traumas, about their money healing. Because when we when we look at it, beyond the dollar amount when we look at it encompassing all of our experiences then maybe we'll have a better understanding of how to better prepare ourselves so we can build legacy how we can better equip ourselves to achieve the goals we set for 
how we can redefine abundance, how we can make abundance something that's not just an idea, right? Generational with not just an idea, but something tangible in our lifetime, right? And then if you choose to have kids in their lifetime, and if they choose to have kids in their lifetime, or just have impact within our community. I remember when I started college, they asked the most weighted question that daunted me. It, it, it felt like I had pressure on me and they asked, what will your legacy be? I just graduated college. I mean, high school at the time. I was just happy to be in college. I didn't really, I, I didn't really think I was going to go to college. Like that was never really part of my plan. Um, and that might be shocking to a lot of people, but I graduated top of my class. Um, it's not something I really talk about when I went to college. I kind of never really mentioned it. Like if it came out, I would say it, but wasn't like I'm such a person where I don't like my accomplishment of my past to be the defining point of my present. But um, yeah, college, they asked, what will your legacy be? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what my legacy would be. Um, and everyone, a lot of people, various people said their answers and I kind of copied, I, I listened and copied and it's now, right? Um, what is it? Six, seven, seven years later that I'm really able to answer the question of what I want my legacy to be. And I want my legacy to be one word impact. I want to touch as many people as I can. I want to transform and empower people's lives. I want to help create 1,000 millionaires within my lifetime. I want people to live a life of abundance. I want people to redefine their relationship with money. I want people to take ownership. I want people to have opportunities. I want people to dream beyond what they have never could have imagined. That's what I want my legacy to be. 18-year-old me couldn't answer that. But about to be 25-year-old me can see very clearly. That it really doesn't matter how much money I have or what my status is in life or how many certs and destination it is. It's about how many people I get to help. Because ultimately, they'll get to help other people. And while I can't control what's happening in the world, you know, we have Africans being left and being discriminated in Ukraine. And we have all of these dynamic and cultural, social, economic issues going on. I can control this. I can control the podcast I release. I can control my attitude. I can control my emotions. I can control who I let within my, within my circle. So, I am qualified to talk about money. I have lived experience. I was able to save $100,000, most of it in my investment account, um, like my 401k. A lot of it is in my 401k. Um, and because a lot of my net worth is in investments, um, it fluctuates, right? My 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 net worth could be 90000 one day and then 100000 one day. But as of today, we're, we're a little bit over that 100000 mark, and I really have to say However, when I started working, I started with zero. And luckily, it was zero because some people start with negative 50,000, negative 100,000. This is not a discouragement. It's still good to know where you start, where you, where you started. Um, but luckily, I didn't graduate with student loans 
but that was because I made sacrifices. Um, yes, my, my parents helped me pay for my college tuition, but I moved out of college. I moved out my freshman dorm. I had roommates every year, even after I moved out until my senior year when I lived in my Brooklyn apartment. Um, and I loved it. I loved my Brooklyn apartment with the bright lights, the three floor walk up <laughs> and right by the train station. I, I really did love that apartment. And it was the first time that I got to live by myself. Well, I had roommates. I didn't live by myself. This was New York, but I lived, I had my own room completely to myself and I loved this so much. It was, it was just an amazing experience. Um... So yeah, I have lived experience. I sacrificed so much to get here. I had a roommate who hated me and we slept in the same room. She she, mm, she probably would have killed me. Um, I was a career peer. So I talked about money and I mean, I, did, I talked about career and did presentations and help people with their resumes and help people with their cover letters and help people with their mock, in, mock interviews and prepare and preparation. I was an Amazon student prime ambassador. I was a five hour energy brand ambassador. I was a rise mentor. I was an intern at this company and this company. And I did so much more just to create my reality. I skipped meals. I saved food from free events on campus. I got my first big girl job in a completely different state and city. I only knew one person. I moved back home. I asked my... I moved back home. <laughs> I never thought I would be back here, but I moved back home. I was asked by I was asked for a lot of money, um, and felt obligated to give it to certain people. Uh, so I have a lot of experiences, life experiences, and that makes me understand finances and money from a unique perspective. That makes me understand that money isn't just about money. It's about so much more. It's about healing. It's about forgiveness. It's about opportunity. It's about freedom. It's about choice. It's about living the life we want. Defining what we want. Defining what abundance look like to us. Not the world. Not the yachts. Not the Instagram models. What we want. This is my why. This is why I target BIPOC community, especially black people, especially in their 20s, because for so long, we've been left out of the conversation. We've been unseen, unheard, taken advantage of, misinformed, and too often we didn't have enough people that looked like us with the best intention and art. So never broke is more than finance. It's a mindset and a lifestyle. Therefore, I want you to continue to join. Join. Mm. Therefore, I want you to continue to join me on my journey as I build this out. I want you to continuously choose yourself, your growth, your happiness. And while money may not make you happy, being broke sure being broke sure ain't either. So thank you all for everything. Thank you for those who've already listened. 
and those who are just joining on on the ride there's so much i have in store this year from my small business saturday series to more consistency and delving into money topics and we're talking about complex issues like life insurance or why they're if we search up GoFundMe, there's so many black, brown people. I mean, a lot of people in general. There's white people too. Let me let me not make it like a race issue. But there's so many people. You know, how many people have heard people in their community die and raise a GoFundMe because they didn't have a proper plan in place? How many people's parents are still working even though they're pushing the 60, 60 59 retirement year mark because they don't have enough? How many people have been evicted? How many people have been kicked out? How many people have been homeless? How many people have had all these experiences that don't completely define us, but help shapes us to who we are? So stay tuned. Join for the journey. Like and share. Rate this wherever you listen to your podcast. Signing off. We are never broke. Bye guys.